Hello coders, welcome to episode 174 of the How to Code Well podcast. Today we're going to be talking about advice for newly appointed team leaders and managers. So if you are a coder and you're looking to move into more of a leadership role, then this one is for you. Before we talk about that, of course, let's get into the change log. This is stuff that I've been getting up to in the evenings and the weekend for howtocodewell.net. And as you may know, if you follow on Twitter and Instagram, I've been doing a coding quiz every day. So this is a Twitter poll or an Instagram story where I'm asking a particular question to do with coding. And this time, this week is CSS. We did JavaScript the week up, week before. And then before that, we did HTML. That's going really well. I've had some nice feedback on that. I've also been doing follow-up videos as well, explaining the answers. So I'll put a link to the latest one in the show notes below. The reason why I bring this up is because we now have a code quiz repository on GitHub. And this is going to hold an API where I'm going to store these questions and answers. There is at the moment a JSON server, which is a mock API with some of these questions in. There's also space for a Symfony 6 API. And eventually I wanna get around to actually building the website and maybe a mobile app as well. So that's all good and fun. It's open source. I'll provide the link in the show notes below. I'm trying to get it ready for Hacktoberfest because I wouldn't mind getting some help with building that platform, I guess. In the sense of howtocodewell.net, how I've been getting on with that has been a bit of a mixed bag. There's a lot of DevOpsy stuff going on. I, I was up quite late on Sunday trying to sort that all out. I've been creating some vagrant boxes that have mini cube in there so I can sort of replicate as much as I can do, I suppose, the Kubernetes environments. And that's still chugging on in the background. I haven't really given it as much time as I should because I've been very interested in this code quiz GitHub repo, but uh, I'll be picking it up soon, I'm sure. Okay, so let's talk about tips for newly appointed team leaders. This question or a question has come through on the Twitter DMs. I, I hope I don't mispronounce this name. It's Status Giorgio has asked four questions regarding newly appointed team leaders. So the first question, I'll go through the questions and I'll give you some of my feedback and some of my, my advice. So the first one is how to manage your time when you are a coder as well as a manager. The second question is, is it important for the leader to be the best coder in the team. The third question is how to handle colleagues who are envious or, or feel that they should be the leader instead of you. And the last question, number four, is do you need to know the whole system from top to bottom? So let's unpack that. And I should say as a big caveat, I'm doing this from the perspective of a coder. I've never been sort of a leader. I've never had a, a, a management role. So I'm looking at this from the perspective of, of a coder, someone who isn't in the leadership space. But I can give you some advice on some of the experiences that, experiences that I've had in the past. So how to manage your time when you are a coder and a manager. Okay, so in my opinion, this is incredibly important because I have seen in the past team leaders burn themselves out because they are trying to do too many things. They're trying to be both the top coder as well as the top manager, trying to lead a team as well as build the system. 
And that that is a big struggle. You're basically spinning a lot of plates at the same time. In my opinion, you can't focus 100% of your effort on two things, right? So there, there needs to come a time where you accept that you are more of a manager and less of a coder or more of a coder and less of a manager, which means that you have to accept the fact that you're going to be better at one thing than the other because you can only channel so much time into one thing or the other. If you've got yourself into the, into the state where that is what is expected of you, then that's quite an awkward position to be in. If it is expected that you do, quote unquote, 40% of your time is spent coding and 60% and of your time spent in management, that may seem that you are more of a manager than a coder, but really that's very difficult. It's very difficult to split your time in half like that. I'm not saying that you should drop coding and I'm not saying that you should drop and, and, and increase management. I just think that it's, it, it can be very awkward to try and do the same, to do both things at the level that you're trying to achieve. In my opinion, it's best to learn to delegate and seek out trustworthy developers who can take ownership on certain things, right? So that you'll have to let go of certain parts of your coding. Maybe, maybe do more of the pull request, more, sorry, more of the, the code reviews and say less of the coding, if that makes sense. So you still have eyes on the code, but you write the code less. <laughs> Perhaps you need to prepare meetings and planning and you need to do, I mean, the thing is that the word team leader, the, the definition of team leader is very different in different places and in different industries and in different projects and different business styles. So perhaps you're having to prepare meetings, planning ahead, planning how to get your team to gel, you know, planning which member of the, of your team does certain things that can take a lot of headspace planning forward as well. What are the releases coming forward? What are the features needed? Planning also uh, could involve things from a business decision point of view that you're now involved in. All of this stuff takes a lot, a lot of headspace, a lot of time of to think. And as you would know, as a coder, when you're in the zone, if you get taken out of the zone to do something completely different, then that you lose time by trying to get back into that spot, the place that you were just in. So it's very difficult. That's what I'm trying to say here. So learn to delegate and seek out trustworthy developers who can take ownership of some of the tasks that you did, right? Okay, so number two, is it important for the leader to be the best coder in the team? In my opinion, no, 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 definitely not. I would even say that having the responsibility of a, a team leader will actually replace your coding skills over time. Why do I say that? Because let's say you've been a coder for five years, right? And then let's say after that, you become a team leader for 10 years. Well, you've been a team leader now for, for double the amount of years that you're a coder. And in that time, your coding skills would be slowly deteriorating because A, you'll be getting rusty, but also the code, the programming language, the features, the not the features, sorry, the, the programming language, the way things happen in the te in technology space, they would have moved on. They would have moved on. And unless you're, you've got your ear to the ground and you're following the, 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 
how things progress in that space and actually using those things, using the new tooling, using the new programming language, the versions and, and all of that stuff, the new frameworks, actually using it on a daily basis, then you're going to get left behind. Unfortunately, this is just what happens. But management and team leadership is a different sort of skill, in my opinion. It's a totally different world. And you, you're either really good at it or not. You know, I am not a great leader, I don't think, in terms of software development. So I would prefer to deal with code than deal with people, in my, in my humble opinion. So I don't think that you need to be the smartest person in the room. And I don't think that you need to prove yourself constantly that you are the best coder. You shouldn't be the one that has all of the answers. In fact, as a leader, you should be looking for people to get those answers. You should be bringing smart people around the table to solve a problem that you don't understand because that is what you need to do, right? So yes, you need to have eyes on the code. Yes, you need to understand the features. From a coding perspective, yes, you do need to understand the features from a business perspective as well, but you don't necessarily need to know the ins and outs, the granular detail on why things are built in certain ways and, you know, all of that, all of the mechanics of coding. I don't think you need to be the smartest coder at all. Again, this goes back to the first point about managing your time as a coder and as a manager you can't do both i don't i don't believe not to the, the highest ability so the third point is how to handle colleagues who are envious or, or feel that they should be the leader instead of you now this is actually more common than than often you think because what happens is that the new leader gets picked and the other colleagues are like, why wasn't I picked? <laughs> Perhaps they go through a round of interviews. Perhaps there's an external hire coming in and uh, that external hire has no sort of background in the business, right? Because they're new. So they don't actually know what, what the ins and outs of all those features are. And the, the other coders were like, hang on a minute, I wanted to get into that spot, but um, maybe that wasn't even offered to me or, or B, maybe that was offered to me, but it went to someone else. So how do you, as a new uh, leader, how do you go about making the people who are sort of envious wanting to be in your shoes? How do you make, how do you smooth that over? Because that's quite a, that's a tricky thing. Again, I would prefer to deal with the code than deal with people. Dealing with people is, is, can get quite messy. <laughs> so what I would suggest is to try and put them to task, right? So I would say that you need to give them the opportunity to shine because by shining a light on your colleagues and teams does not deter does not dim your light right how good you are right you are giving them the opportunity so put them to task give them an opportunity to prove themselves but do so in a sort of um a con i don't want to use the word constrained but do them in a in a sort of um a, a a bounded way i guess which benefits the team and the project doesn't just benefit them it benefits the team and the project right so put them in a position where they have they can take charge on a certain thing right that benefits the team and benefits the project but it's something that you've sculpted that is sort of a, an area that they can flourish in and they will then get on your side because you've given them the opportunity to do that you're also testing them right you're giving them the opportunity to 
to do the thing that they wanted to do in a small sort of perhaps diluted kind of fragment of that. And hopefully they will flourish because they're, they've seen that you're actually getting them on board and, and hopefully they will do well. Obviously that's what you're, that's what you want to try and try and breed a culture of, of empowerment, empowerment in your team, right? This may mean giving them more opportunity uh, to head minor projects, run investigations, run meetings, and make certain decisions that are agreed on by the team, right? But they head that. And uh, you should encourage them to give, uh, give them and um, give them more space to grow. Obviously, keep them in check when needed, right? So get them to report back to you with certain things. Obviously, you get the say and all of this stuff. To, I mean, again, it depends on on the structure of your organization, of course. But yeah, you can you can empower people. You can empower people, and you can chip into that. If someone wants to do something and they are told no, then that is obviously that that can be quite a, a demoralizing sort of thing. But if you can come back to them and say, "Hang on a minute, let me just think about this," and come up with something that you might be interested in that channels this energy, then that's great. Otherwise, that energy is just going to be channeled negatively, and that's no good at all. Okay, so number four, do you need to know the whole system uh, from top to bottom? So I kind of mentioned this already, but it's kind of a mixed bag, yes or no, I guess. So you need to have a deep understanding of the code base, sure, but I would say you need to have a deeper understanding of things that are outside of the code base, things that your coders, your team members won't necessarily require any knowledge in. So strategic business goals, other external pressures and requirements, right? So you want your coders to just crack on and get the code done, right? They don't necessarily need to be bothered by any kind of business issues, strategic issues, any pressures, financial pressures, any kind of client pressures, anything like that. That 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 is kind of where you stand. You're like, I don't want to use the word gatekeeper, but you're the shield, I guess, sort of shields all of those things away from the coders. And they're the things that perhaps you'll be more, you'll have more say in or have listened to more. And they'll, you'll be privy to knowledge that your coders won't be privy to. And it'll be up to you to release that knowledge, um, A, whenever you've you're allowed to and, and be whenever you think is will will help them out, right? There's all sorts of decisions that happen outside of the coding space um, that alter the flow of the project. And a lot of this can be very liquid and fluid, right? So you don't want to let everybody know exactly how, you know, in real time, how all the things happen in the background, right? Otherwise that would be chaos. So there needs to be some form of shield between the coders and all of that that busy chaos. And I guess as a leader, you're trying to navigate a way forward whilst keeping your coders happy and more as efficient as possible. Okay, so you also need to be able to say no and have justifications of why things can't be done. Okay, this is super important. So you need to understand how the importance of the word no. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is both towards the coders as well as towards the rest of the business. Okay, so you need to have a deep understanding of the code base to know its its pitfalls, to know I don't know the the implications of certain features that 
maybe be coming down the line that perhaps your coders aren't privy to. And then you need to be in the position of saying, actually, we can't do this now until we do this or, you know, all of that stuff. So it's it's a double-edged sword being a manager. You you kind of need to keep keep the business happy and keep the coders happy at the same time. Uh, you need to explain uh, technical things to non-technical people. So, for example, if your coders are saying to you, we can't do this or this has taken more, uh, you know, a longer time than we plan because of these incredibly technical, complicated reasons, you need to take those incredibly technical, complicated reasons to the business, but do so in a sort of a, a way that is easy to explain and understand. Okay. Uh, you need to be in a position, as I said, to shield your team from situations that could deter them from the team's performance. This often means having to handle non-coding influences. So any kind of influences that impact the, the team, you want to be shielding that away, right? So other members of your team could also be older and more senior developers than you. So they will have more guidance and more experience on the code base. They will know the dark areas of the code base, you know, the, the interesting areas, shall we say, of the code base that nobody really touches and is afraid of, and it just works. And when it doesn't work, they're the ones who get the phone call. Use those people, lean on those people, get their experience and their resources. The thing is, when you're a, a leader of a team, you need to assess the strengths and weaknesses of the teams, as I've mentioned before. So when things go wrong, you need to know who can sort that out. I hope I've explained these points um, as best as I could, you know, without being a manager, without being a leader. This is all the, just the things that I've picked up as I've been going through my career. And I, I've worked with some really fantastic managers. And these are the areas that they really sort of worked well, you know, done well in. Uh, so being the shield, being ha having the way to uh, navigate the space of both business and code and understanding that burnout is actually not just for coders, it's also for team leaders as well. So making sure that you're taking t time off to actually think about things uh, fully, knowing when to bring in people to certain situations in the flow of the, of the project. Th these are all skills that you develop over time. And these are all skills that are well out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> So a big respect to anybody, especially the coders who go from coding to uh, team leading or management. That's um, hats off to you. So if you've got any questions, if you've got any comments, if you've got any disagreements or want to add any bits and pieces to this, then please de let me know as well. You can hook me up, of course, at howtocodewell.fm forward slash contact. But of course, my DMs on Twitter are always open. That's at howtocodewell. And the coding quizzes will continue. This week, we've been doing CSS. I have no idea what I'm going to do next week. It's either going to be Linux, Perl, I was also thinking about doing some Docker, but I want to do a block week of something. So we'll get, we'll, we will get to those topics eventually, I guess. So I may have to flip a coin <laughs> this weekend to work out what questions to ask. So happy coding, everybody. Take care and I'll see you again soon. Oh, and before I go, thank you very much, Status, sorry, Status Giorgio for that question. That was, uh, that was very cool. Thank you very much. Happy coding. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.